Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Jack Wilson, and this is You Think. Today, I'd like to talk about our legacy. Our legacy. What we leave behind. What people think about us. What will they say about us when we are gone? In Hebrews 9.27, it says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die... But after this, the judgment. We're going to be judged. Uh, the good into eternal life, or, or the saved into eternal life, and the unsaved into eternal damnation. We're all appointed to die. I believe even in the rapture, the body will fall one day as the soul escapes and goes upward. The average life today is about 75 years, but some will live longer. And babies, some babies will die. We have been put on this earth to please God. And so the question today is, are we doing that? Are we pleasing God? Ask yourself that question. Am I pleasing God? The first death we read about in the Bible is of the first person to be created, Adam. The Bible says in Genesis 5:5, And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Let me ask you this. What great things did Adam do? We read in the Bible that he named the animals and had charge over the garden and he screwed up big time by eating the fruit. Later it says he lived 930 years. He had sons and daughters and he died. If you think of Adam, you think of sin. You recall the disobedience that plunged the entire world into a sinful existence. I don't know about you, but I want more than that. I want people to think of me as someone who pleased God, who worked for God, who was a man of God. I want to tell you a story about a boy named Johnny Weissmuller. At age nine, Johnny Weissmuller contracted polio. At the suggestion of his doctor, he took up swimming to help battle the disease. He worked hard at it. No one expected anything great of this weak, scrawny child. Let me read to you how he turned out. Johnny Muller, Weismuller, born Peter Johann Weismuller, June 2, 1904, died January 20, 1984. Okay, here's his legacy. He was an American competition swimmer. An actor best known for playing Tarzan, you remember him, in films of the 1930s and 1940s, and for having one of the best competitive swimming records of the 20th century. Weissmuller was one of the world's fastest swimmers in the 1920s, winning five Olympic gold medals for swimming and one bronze medal for water polo. He won 52 U.S. national championships, set more than 50 world records, both in freestyle and backstroke, and was purportedly undefeated in official competition for the entirety of his competitive career. After uh, retiring from competitions, he became the sixth actor to portray Edward Rice's Burroughs' Ape Man, Tarzan a role he played in 12 motion pitches. Dozens of other actors have also played Tarzan, but Weissmuller is by far the best known. His character, 
distinctive Tarzan yell is still often used in in films. And and I'll tell you what, when we were kids, uh, we lived on a long block, and we were on the corner. And my brother and I would come out of the house, and my brother would give that Tarzan yell. It would go right through you. It sounded like Tarzan. And uh, other kids on the block would hear us and come out and know that we were outside already. In America, Tarzan is not yet forgotten for all his accomplishments. Thousands are born each day and grow up and die and are remembered no more. But Tarzan has been remembered for a hundred years almost since his birth. Which person do you want to be? The Bible goes on to list the dead people as people who reached a certain age and had kids. No big deal. Then it comes to Genesis 5.22 and it talks about Enoch saying, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. That's uh, a day for every... Uh, one day for every day of the year. Or one year for every day of the year. And Enoch walked with God. Listen to this now. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. He didn't die. He's the only one we know of other than Elijah that did not die. In life, if you are accused of anything, you should want it to be that you walked with God. Nothing else will matter. In this life, we might read... So-and-so died on Tuesday of a heart attack. In his life, he built great buildings. He made hundreds of great buildings, and his name is on many. He will have a non-sectarian funeral and be cremated. No matter how great you become in this life, unless you have walked with God, it means nothing. Your buildings will vanish as well as your memory. We have read the accomplishments and failures of Abraham, but his failures mattered not as Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. We know of the gross sins of David, yet God said that David was a man after God's own heart. That is what matters. Are you after God's own heart? Are you seeking to please him as you were made to do? If so, he will elevate you. He will cause you to do well and he will write your name down in the hearts of many as one who sought after God. Don't seek gold. If it is God's will, you will have plenty. And don't seek fame, because God is the one that can make you famous. And don't seek a spouse, because God will bring one to you. Seek God. Matthew 6.33 but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes, I love this verse, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of whose heart, of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly Therefore, for henceforth thou shalt have wars. So you see, the problem is when we do wrong, the whole world uh, reacts to this thing. 
uh, as a group. And God is talking about his people. He's not talking about those who are not his people. And so as we struggle to please God, our world is calm. Our world is at peace. And what we don't, when we have acted foolishly, we have wars. God's eyes are running to and fro from the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. And perfect does not mean perfect. It means eyes set on God, going for the goal. You might mess up sometimes. David did, Abraham did. But the truth is they had eyes for God. They had a heart for God. As the song goes, may all that come behind us find us faithful. I want people to say that I was a man of God, that I walk in his path, that I did his will. I want to be remembered for that. This is the legacy that God wants us to have. May all that come behind us find us faithful. What a, what a great way of thinking. What a great way of doing. I, I, we, we have this church here, and I say to my people all the time, pray that everybody that comes after us will find that we were faithful, that we did the things that God wanted us to do, that we built a beautiful church, and that we left them the legacy to continue. Now let's talk about you. Look at your life, examine yourself. The things that you've been doing, are they gonna talk about them for a hundred years? Are they even gonna talk about them five minutes after you're dead? The things that you have been doing, have you been uh, doing what God wants you to do? And I tell you, the best legacy is the legacy that you leave for God to see. See, God sees everything. Not, man won't see everything all the time. You may uh, serve God all your life, and man will never recognize it. But the truth of the matter is, God recognizes it. Your legacy is in the eyes of God. And as he looks to and fro, as the Bible says, he's looking, the Bible also says about his eyes go back and forth looking for somebody he can bless. Somebody he can bless. Now, isn't that something? Why would he look back and forth for somebody he can bless? Because he wants to encourage and bless and honor those that do his will. This is what it's all about. This is what God wants us to do. Donald Trump, his fame will last forever. It'll, it'll go into history books. It'll go in like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Abraham Lincoln, who I don't really like so much. But uh, it'll go into history. But also Adolf Hitler will go into history. So you see, you're making history right now. You're either making good history or you're making bad history. And the people are going to recognize who you are. Maybe, maybe if you're famous enough a hundred years from now. All right? But the truth is, God will remember you for all eternity. And so, will you spend eternity with him or without him? Now, let me reassure those of you who are listening who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You do not enter into heaven by your good works. 
Oh, your good works should follow your salvation, that's for sure. But you do not enter into heaven by your good works. You enter into heaven by the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross. And you're acknowledging that and knowing that God became a man and died for your sins. All right? And when you ask Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, uh, that's your salvation right there. That is the day you get saved and nobody can take that away from you. Don't let anybody kid you. You cannot lose that salvation even if you're the worst dog in the world. God has saved you. God does not make mistakes and he doesn't do redos. He does what he does and that's it. Uh, we hope that you will uh, continue on in him and you will serve him and you will be the man that he wants you or woman that he wants you to be and we pray that you will have a legacy for him. You know I spent most of my life even after I got saved just doing stupid things, just just being wrong all the time. And I spent a lot of time, uh, after I got saved, after I was like 17, uh, going up and down like a roller coaster. I, I'd start programs, I'd do great in them, I'd leave them, I'd start doing bad things, and, and back and forth, back and forth. It was only about 20 years ago that I really started getting my act together. Uh, God had touched my soul in such a way that I heard him. Maybe it was quiet. Maybe something happened. Yeah, something did happen. But the truth of the matter is God had touched my soul and I turned towards him. And ever since then, I haven't looked back and it's been a wonderful experience. Let me tell you, it's been so great here in this church that I know I have a legacy with God. And that legacy that I started out with, that bad legacy, the one that was going up and down, disappeared. And my good legacy shined. God remembers you for who you are and how your heart is. That's why David, when he did all those wrong things, God still loved him because David didn't want to do those wrong things. He hated sin and he wanted to serve God and that was deeply buried in his heart and uh, God recognized that. What is going to be your legacy for your children when you pass on? What will your children remember you by? And the way your children act, won't it be the way they learn from you? What are you giving them right now as you live your life? Are you giving them a life for Christ? Or are you giving them a life for the world? Are you teaching them that the world is so important that they should get the best jobs and, and make the most money and be the greatest? And, and I'm not saying it's bad for those things. Don't, don't get me wrong. But have, did you teach them that at the expense of Christianity? Or did you teach them that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you? That's the major point. So your kids are going to learn from what you do now. The legacy you build now will become their legacy and their root and their survival. And believe me, without the Lord, nobody survives. No one comes out of this thing alive. And eternally, no one comes out of this thing alive without the Lord. So teach your kids today 
How about your neighbors? Have you made a difference in their lives? Have you been friendly to them? Have you helped the old ones who needed help? Have you made yourself known in the community? Have you joined the PTA and shown your Christianity there? Have you done work in the in this civil service or, or something that shows who you are? There's so much you can do in this world instead of just being a couch potato. The good news is you have the power to be better. I'll tell you a little story about myself. I have diabetes. I have what they call neuropathy in my feet, where my feet burn and hurt. And uh, I'm on medication for that. I have high blood pressure. And so I got used to sitting in my chair and letting my wife and kids take care of me. Go get my, my uh, I have a lemonade concoction I make with no sugar. I use stevia, which, by the way, stevia is very good for you. It's a plant-like sugar. It's very good. Uh, no, no harmful effects, but that's the commercial there. Uh, anything I needed, they would do for me. And, and I love them for it. I, of course, I love them for it. But now my wife and kids went away for a couple of weeks. They, they're going visiting in the province. And uh, I have to do these things for myself. And I found myself getting stronger as I started getting up out of that chair and just walking around. And then I got my exercise bike and I brought it down into the living room. And I started doing that three, four times a day, as much as I could, and then I'd stop and I'd rest. And you know what? I'm losing weight. My vitality's coming back to me. And so, even like your Christianity, your whole body can be restored only by what you put into it, how you react to it. It's there, folks. Get up, don't be a couch potato. Do something. Become that man or that woman for the Lord. And you will see what a difference people will recognize you as. Lord God, talk to these people. Let them hear what you have to say. Let them respond to your word, Lord God. And let them be blessed. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have something to say to me, please write me at 7101 at USA.net. That's my email, 7101 at USA.net. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.